Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Eats Strategy with me, yours truly, Jamie J. And we are welcomed today by Adam and Carrie Anderson. And uh, if you are on the website, you're probably reading through some of the show notes right now. Uh, if you're on a drive, both hands, I don't think it's 10 and 2 anymore. I think it's more like 3 and 5. But uh, keep on the road. Don't worry about taking notes. Wait to take notes when you get home or pull off safely before you take notes, uh, preferably in a parking lot or somewhere like that, not on the side of the freeway or anything. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be talking today uh, to Carrie and Adam. Um, they're the founders of Whole Life Entrepreneurship, and their business almost ended their marriage. They struggled for years with feelings of isolation, stress, and fear, all while running a business and a family. And, and many of you uh, can probably empathize with this. Um, I know I sure can. Uh, and now uh, my beautiful wife and I are running the business together and enjoying every minute of it. Um, there's some seconds in the minutes that are not enjoyable, but for the most part, I would give it a good 45 to 50 seconds of every minute. Um, though a great deal of hard work, self-awareness, and willingness to start by working on themselves individually, they got through it. And Carrie wrote a book called In Bed with Business, The Entrepreneurial Spouse's Survival Guide to help other families understand what it takes to move from a place of nonstop conflict to a partnership that enriches, enhances, and empowers. And the cool thing about Carrie and Adam, they now believe that you can have a successful business and a successful relationship without having to sacrifice either. Their mission at Whole Life Entrepreneurship is to bring those lessons learned to their entrepreneurial families to help them lead better, more fulfilled lives. Uh, Carrie and Adam, welcome to Culture Eat Strategy. I'm really pumped to uh, chat with you guys today. Oh, yeah, we too. We are very much pumped. Uh, anytime that we have an opportunity to kind of share this story and to talk with somebody who gets it and is passionate about it, oh, this is going to be this is gonna be a party. Yes, thank you for having us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is. So, um, Carrie, if I can ask you first. Sure. Um, we had talked a little bit about this in the pre-interview. I love pre-interviews. And, and don't worry, all the pre-interviews pre-interview, will come out of what we had come out. Can you give us a little bit of background on what motivated you? I think I know the answer to this, but what motivated you to uh, write your book? Well, um, when our children were very small, so was our business, Adam's business at the time. And as we were kind of trying to raise up both, it understandably caused a good bit of conflict and strife within our relationship. And it, it sent us into a time where we really had to uh, work and refocus and rethink some things. And we learned a lot along the way. Um, and, and then Adam became the entrepreneur in residence at the Clemson University MBA program. 
And he, he would say um, to his students, you know, before you're doing anything, make sure your spouse is on board. And they would ask if <laughs> he could speak to their spouses on their behalf and try and talk them into whatever business idea that they were that they were on at the moment. And what that meant was Adam would have me meet with some of these spouses and I would <laughs> kind of talk them down off the ledge. And and it 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 turned into sort of a thing where I was sharing these things more than I expected I ever would. And one of these days one of those days I said, you know, I had to just write a book about this. <laughs> and Adam said, no, you, you really should. And that's kind of where the book happened. Oh, that's fantastic. What a cool story. <laughs> so Adam, how, how does this book, your relationship, how does this all come into, I mean, why are you on Culture Reach Strategy? How does this kind of Well, so the, 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 the thing that we had discovered is that we had built walls between our different realities. Right. So we had the reality of what the, the family life is. And then we had the reality of what the business was. And we had very clear, distinct separations. And the, the, the punchline was, oh my gosh, it's the same culture. It's the same thing spread across both of these entities. And by keeping them apart, by not being intentional with the culture that we're creating inside of both the companies and in our family, we were setting up unnecessary strife, conflict, and friction. Hmm. So, what? <laughs> oh, I got to be careful how I ask this. <laughs> Maybe you can share with us an example of some of the um, friction points yeah. uh, that may occur in an entrepreneurial household. Yeah, and by the way, uh, we are super transparent. You ask us absolutely anything <laughs> you want. Uh, so, you know, part of the the uh, the major problem that we we discovered was. Um, uh, misalignment of calendars and priorities. So I thought my business and that latest sales call or that one customer thing was the absolutely most important thing because the way I identified was, hey, I got to close business. If I don't make sales, we don't pay the employees. The employees don't get paid. They don't work and then we don't pay our mortgage. And there's nothing more important than me as the entrepreneur going out there and making this happen. Um, yeah, you got you to gotta shoot the bear and bring home the bacon. Exactly. Yeah, bear bacon, which we are now going to make a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> but surprisingly enough, my wife had a different perspective, right? And Carrie, you jump in if I'm wrong here, but I'm going to take the liberty and speak for you here. Uh, yeah, no, Adam, the most important thing in the world is not us paying our mortgage and all the things. Yes, I value security, but you're missing out on all the best parts of life. You're missing out on the kids. I'm not getting any support when you're out there doing this thing. And I didn't sign up to be a single mother I signed up to have a partnership with you. And so just picture having conversations about, I can't come home tonight. I know you just you know, made dinner and I know we had plans and I know you invited folks over, but I got to close this deal. Then envision that becoming a habit happening mm -hmm. four or five times a week for five years. Yeah, mm -hmm. so what ends up happening then is it just feels like the family and the spouse in particular is not the priority. Mm. Um, for me, I like to believe that none of this matters on this green earth if you don't have relationships. And if there was something that was taking precedent over our relationship, over his commitment to us as a family, 
we had bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see. Uh, I'm, and I understand it's part, you, you really want to put bread on the table. You want to be providing, and that's very important. It really is. But there comes a point in time to where you're missing um, engagement, such as a, maybe a family dinner mm-hmm. with your wife and the family, or uh, you were supposed to go to the lake this weekend, but you have to cancel. And, and I totally get that. I, I was there uh, myself. And uh, yeah, I, I heard from Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely heard from her. And it was hard for me to understand. But wait, I have to do this. We have to get there. But at what, what price? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it took a while. Um, and now Sarah and I work together. So it's a lot more fun. We understand what we need to do. But there's also frustrations on the business front as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and do you two work together? We do. So how do you deal with conflict in the business? If, Adam, you think it should go this way and Carrie, you think it should go this way? I do what I'm told, man. No, that's not the case. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I always have the last word. The yeah, last yeah, word yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last you wear is yes, absolutely yes, dear. Yeah. So the the truth of the matter is, is that um, we had to learn how to work together, mm. right? And uh, I believe the reason why we are working very well together now is that we took the time to set up a shared vision, value, and missions of what we're trying to accomplish. And then each one of us stepped into the roles we were most comfortable with. And then we outsourced the rest. So we've we built a team that does some of the things that um, we are not gifted at, and I, I tell you the the fact that we hired a a brand manager to help us kind of project manage and keep us on track, and having that third party in the mix has done a lot to defuse a lot of the conflict that's already uh, occurring. Um, but uh, how did you find out what you were both good at? So it, it, we went back to joy. Right, so there's a thing that we teach people about called major themes, and uh, can I take a couple seconds to break Please. that down? Yeah. So my father was um, in psychological warfare and dealt with death and dying um, in the Air Force, and he's held the hands of over 400 people on their deathbeds, and he's like, mm. "There's two kinds of people. There's people who died with regrets, and those are people who didn't." He said, the way that you figured this out was you look at your major themes. And here's, a, here's an exercise everybody can do. Again, if you're driving, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the left hand of a piece of paper, make a list of all the things that you can remember to bring your, yourself joy. These are things that happened in your life that brought you joy. And when Carrie did this, she came up with like 29 things super fast. I was pretty depressed when we were in the middle of it and mm-hmm. I came up like, with one. So it is okay that if you are depressed or if you're upset, you may not have access to those things that brought you joy. Come, at, come back to it over and over again until you have yourself a list. And if you need to go back in time to like, the last time that brought me joy was when I was in high school and I did that thing, right? Then on the right-hand column, write all the times you remember being successful, right? And these things are going to help you draw a corollary between these are when I felt joy Versus these are when I felt successful. And then if you create a major theme, I'm doing something that brings me joy and I felt successful in it, then you have built yourself a major theme of your life. And Mm. so we both went through this and we were able to come up with five or six major themes. And we naturally now assume roles inside the companies and inside lives that 
in our lives that bring us back into those major themes. So Carrie, she is a master at uh, sharing perspective and, and reality through the written word. And she gets a lot of joy out of that. And so it was very easy for her to step in and say, you know, I own this part of it. I mean, does this resonate with you? Am I talking out of my, uh, uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's very pertinent. I don't think that's the only thing that that brought us um, to how we separate our roles within a business. I think some of that too uh, was us learning to fight fair. Mm. So um, some of that came from doing years of of counseling and therapy with you know, a, a therapist when we had to kind of come back around to the idea that, you know, we're, we're playing on the same team. And so if we want to go in the same direction, we both have to keep our eye on the ball and not down at our own glove Mm. because that's not going to get us anywhere. Um, so one of the things that we did was start figuring out how to talk to each other and we, we do a lot of work within conflict resolution. And so it's taught us in many ways um, to go towards a problem as if it were a business problem and not something that we have to fight each other. Personally, for. yeah. Exactly. Is, so, is that what you mean by, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you said fight fair. Mm. <laughs> I, what, what do you mean by that? So sometimes there are certain things within our business that one or the other of us feels very strongly about. And some of that means that if you're going to advocate for yourself, you've got to do it without being an a-hole. And so it's just figuring out how, how to speak for what you want and for what you believe with trust. In that believing mm-hmm. that. that your partner wants success for you as much as you want success for you. So just remembering that none of this is personal. You're all going in the same direction. So we're, we're both really trying to facilitate life for each other. And, you know, it, it was very easy back in the old days of when, you know, I felt like I wasn't a priority, when I felt like I was low man on the totem pole when I felt like our family was kind of getting the second best of Adam for me to feel a lot of bitterness and resentment. And of course, that's me taking it personally, not even understanding that his entrepreneurship is actually part of his identity. Mm. So by me saying, you know, don't do this and don't do that and don't do that. I mean, it, it really was stifling for him. So as I have come to understand more about him, um, you know, I can kind of speak around those things a little bit to, to get to an area of compromise where I still get what I want, but I don't do it by taking my husband down or taking shots at our... Out of spite. Right. You know, what to him is so, so very important as a real part of who he is. So I definitely think that some of it is just figuring out the best way to approach a problem without attacking each other. Mm, I love that. Yeah, and that this is a very real, real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it, I think it, I, I think it get amp, it's amplified if you work together mm-hmm. um, because you're spending a lot of time with each other. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where communication comes in and, and expectations and being able to admit, okay, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry I snapped at you. I didn't, uh, I understand. I think, you know, and that, that happens. Sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. And she lets me know. And I said, ooh, I was kind of snappy. Sorry. Uh, I almost felt Canadian. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's really important. I think this is really, really good. I want to see if I can maybe segue really fast, Adam, uh, to talking about the three-season culture that we had talked about a little bit yeah. Um, yeah. on how that works, what they are, and, and how you implement that. Yeah, so we tell uh, folks that every entrepreneurial uh, couple uh, or relationship is suffering from the same thing, uh, alone, stressed, and scared. And it, it, you feel it on each side. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's exactly why we did it. I think it's funny when we do speaking (laughs) engagements that I make my grown wife say the word ass in front of adults. In front of professionals. So alone, (laughs) stressed, and scared. And and so what we found out is what is what do you need to do? Well, it's not the opposite of all those things. What you need to do is approach it with the three C's. So the it stands for chill, communication, and community. And you know, let, let me break those down at a real high level. Chill is how do you fill yourself back up? How do you get your own joy personally, individually? And then how do you bring that back into your relationship where it's not separate? Like Carrie's father, very, very good at chilling by himself. He was not great at chilling with his family. So how do you understand what fills you back up and then coming back together with your family and having the best of yourself come back into that relationship, right? then communication is kind of what we've been talking about. How do you deal with conflict? How do you communicate up front? For us, there was never a good time. There was one time uh, I lost $2 million. Hmm, you know, that doesn't come up in conversation, right? So we do a family business meeting every week that is very much like a 15-minute stand-up where we go through calendars, where we go through, we have a checklist that we do. And the family business meeting uh, paired with fighting fair really, really helps to, you know, create a non-emotional safe place to have difficult conversations. And by the way, when something comes up in that 15-minute family business meeting, you don't talk about it then. You schedule that conversation for later on the week, right? Because I don't want us to pause in the middle of this important meeting to do a deep dive because there's probably other things we need to get to as well, right? And the last part is community. And this is really where culture comes into it, right? All of this is the baseline that lets you build a scaffolding around your life, personal life, business life, family life, all the different kinds of roles you play, who you surround yourself with and what they bring to your life and what you give out of sharing their lives. That's the energy and the power that makes the rest of this stuff kind of go through um, that, that metamorphosis from a mediocre life or a normal life to a truly enriched life. It's all about those people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, why surround yourself with people that you don't care to be around? Right? Right? I, I, you know what stuns me? Is we have so many processes and procedures for HR inside of our businesses. And we're very intentional. And we understand you got to bring the right people on the bus and all the things, right? There's so many bucks. Man, why are we so passive with who we hang out with socially? Why are we so passive when it comes to building that structure around your life, right? It's, it's, no, you need to approach this. Uh, we, we do a thing called uh, community building where, you know, it's an audit. How do you go through the people in your life 
and identify why are they there and what are they bringing to it? And when is it time to, to lovingly, you know, retire them from your life? Uh, and when is it the right time to double down and realize where you're really getting that, that value? Yeah. And if you're, if you're in a position where you're trying to get to a certain point, um, then it's really best if you surround your, yourself with people who are going to that same place or already are there, are better than you, and they have the expertise. And then you can put yourself in the position of student and learn from that and get where you want to go. Yeah. And I hope that people don't think learning is a weakness. Uh, a lot of a lot of us are pounding on our chest. We know everything. We, this is it. You know, we don't need any help and I'm the leader. And I say that because a lot of people listen to this podcast are team leaders or managers or entrepreneurs or, you know, own business leaders or business owners. And one of the hardest things for me to do, uh, uh, I, I'm a bit of a control freak. I'll just say, (laughs) and one of those biggest challenges was being able to release, you know, uh, the fact that I didn't know everything. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a hard thing for a lot of us to do. The reason I'm bringing this up, and I think it's so important as far as what you're doing, is it works in the relationship Mm -hmm. uh, for the entrepreneurial household. Um, You really have to change that thought process. And a lot of that is who you decide to hang out with who you decide, you know, if you're going to be in a mastermind, uh, the friends that we go out uh, to dinner with, um, is, is it, are, we, are we going out because my wife's just settling and saying, okay, Jamie, this is all right, let's do it tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and every once in a while that happens. I understand that. You may not care about that, but, but I think it's, it's all about communication too. Um, and so that's why I really like that. Uh, it's, there's something bigger than just me. It's now us. It's now the community. And so I really appreciate you for bringing that up. Um, Carrie, I did have a question. Um, sure. You had mentioned something about structured roles are yeah. limiting to culture. Right. I wonder if maybe you could talk on that just for a second. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you were just talking about being sort of a control freak. One of the things um, that we kind of struggle with in our marriage and then even now, and then that sort of translates over into our working on a business together is you are not my boss. And so Mm -hmm. that means he's not my boss in our business capacity and he is not um, the boss here in our household. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I am very comfortable being the boss. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's my go-to man. But that's not how it works here in (laughs) Casa J. Anderson, that is not the way you're going to get what you want. So <laughs> one of the things that we really tried to, to build out as we were thinking about what we wanted whole life entrepreneurship to look like was this bigger picture idea of, you know, if we're going to share a life, if we're going to really understand what it looks like to share a life, then we have to really break down some of the construct that we've, that we've been living in, which is basically role-based where you're the breadwinner, you go out and you have free license to do whatever you want because you're the breadwinner. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at home and I am the, the homemaker and the, 
caretaker of the children and they're all very designated. There's a lot of division. So, you know, and, and what ended up happening there was that there were a lot of business things that I was unfamiliar with. And so when those things would come up, I would feel kind of like, just taken aback because I didn't have, I had no idea. I had no control over my own life and it made me so furious. And, and the other way is that, you know, he had no idea where the toilet paper in our house was. I, I know now. He, he learned some hard <laughs> lessons with that one. <laughs> yeah. So he figured it out. Oh man. Uh, but, Another crappy yeah. way to learn. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, so when when we when we were talking about what it really looked like to have to actually fully blend um, our business and our family lives and our relationship to really want to be successful across all of those fronts, we had to break down the the roles, the division that we've been put in, and kind of rebuild from scratch how we wanted it to look and. I really think that overall, that's culturally an issue. And so, you know, we have all these divisions within business and within homes, and it's just very limiting. So I think when we want to get to the next level of relationships and when we want to get to the next level just of our life experiences, that's one of the things we really have to kind of consider. And it's not that I don't still you know, do a lot of the house stuff and he doesn't do a lot of the business stuff. We still have those things, but we share them with each other so that everybody has an understanding of what's going on. And either one of us can step in and support each other on any of those fronts. And it's equalized the playing field and it changes the game. Yeah. They, they, to d- dive a little bit more into that, we see ourselves as board directors on Anderson Inc., right? Mm. We have equal responsibility for everything that happens, right? And so as a board director, she needs to get her information on what are the companies doing, where's the cash flow going, da, 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 da. And as a board director, I need to get the information, boom, 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 right? But doesn't mean that we aren't subject matter experts. Carrie is a pediatric nurse. I am not going to step in and talk about our kids' health. That is 100% her stuff right? She doesn't want to learn how a funnel works or how marketing, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to have some authority in this. But having authority in in subject matter expertise doesn't give you the right to exclude the other person from their responsibility, right? Mm. You have to be able to get this communication thing down. And to me, that's what the family business meeting is. That is a board meeting where the two equal stakeholders who own 50% each of Family Inc., are getting their updates. Right? I also think that it kind of changes a little bit of how we look at culture within business because business is in and of itself capital driven. So when we attach something like a family goal... That was hot. (laughs) When we weave life into it, it makes it more missional. It gives us more purpose and it gives us a common purpose and something to work on together. Yeah, I think it's almost empowering too. Uh, No, not almost. It is empowering. Um, One of the things I noticed too, it's I love that. I love everything that you guys are talking about. It's fantastic and great ideas, uh, great things we need to implement. 
um, not only from a family point of view, but even if this is, uh, you know, you're talking about work, it's in, I consider our team a family, right? So we're really close. So we celebrate birthdays. We do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things, one of the, one of the most challenging things that uh, my wife said to me was, Jamie, I don't know how much we make. I don't know. I don't know yep. what's going on with the business. I know nothing. And that kind of floored me because I was like, wait, how do you not? And then I thought about it. Well, she's never actually been in working in the, seeing the books or doing anything. Yep. And so we made an immediate shift. She does payroll now. (laughs) (laughs) Not for long, but she does it so that she can get familiar with the operations so that she, she learns about the process, but we'll have somebody come in eventually take that over. But I think it was really important. That's one of the biggest myths. And I said this before, whoever came up with, I work on my business, not in my business, that they can take a hike. Because I believe you really have to work in your business in order to establish, as you said, like you establish your processes, your systems, your workflows. And you can't do that without working in your business. It's very same with the way that we're approaching this from a payroll point of view. Is We together want to work in the business and learn that aspect of the business so that later on we can end up working on the business so we understand all the fundamental uh, things that need to happen in the biggest. So... That was, you guys brought that memory came up in my head when you guys were talking about that. And I just, I was, I was blind. I had no idea that that was an issue. Yep. And uh, it was good. It felt so good to resolve it. She wants to not do payroll anymore, but. (laughs) Hey, I want to not do payroll. (laughs) I don't know anybody who wants to do payroll. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There is an interesting uh, uh, kind of takeaway from that though. It's that not every entrepreneurial family has both people working in the business, right? There Mm. could be, you know, one person has a full-time job and they don't have the ability to come in and do payroll. So the, the thing that has to happen is the entrepreneur has to treat that board of directors just like a board of directors and produce easy to understand financials that aren't, we're going to go through the PL, but you can do a one page, one slide. This is what's going on with our money. Yeah. How much we put out this, how much we took in. Yeah. And so that's part of the pulse. You have to have that communication and that data on hand because it's unethical to have a 50% partner not understand what's going on. And how about this? You know, hit by the bus, right? One of the things we do for uh, communities, we suggest you build a doomsday book. What, where, how does everything work? Your whole life is built off of relationships with other people and systems you've put together. What happens to Carrie if Adam's taken out and she doesn't know, you know, where the bank account information is, where our life insurance policy is, you know, all the da-da-da-da-da stuff, right? And honestly, that's what most of us do. We da-da-da-da-da, buy it and don't give it the, the, uh, the honor that it needs. And mm. so you have the, the gift where your spouse is in the business with you. And so she's plugged in. There's a lot of folks who are living that dual life but still have the same responsibility back to their partner. Yeah, we have a uh, friend that we know whose husband was a business owner and he died in a car accident and left her not only with two very, very young girls, but a business to run. And then that debt was all her debt. She had no idea how to do it. Mm -hmm. She had nowhere to turn, nobody to help her. She didn't know anybody in the company. She was just kind of an accessory to it. And it's, 
it went out of business. It did. It yeah, did. Her livelihood mm-hmm. went poof. Yeah. And so, that, you know, that's just, it's scary to, to face those kind of things, but it's almost negligent not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a big step for us to kind of put our bank accounts together and, and have that process and talk through that. It was a big step, but I, I, I felt so much better. Uh, so she has, we both understand we have access to everything. She, she knows exactly where we're at. I know where she's at. I know what she's doing. She knows. Now, granted, we have our areas of expertise, um, you know, that, that we can work off of, but it's, it's really, it's a, it's a team effort. And so um, thank you for spreading that, uh, that word. Cause that's. Yeah. You want to hear a barrier that will stop that from happening? It's okay. a lack of trust. It took a mm. long time for me to trust Carrie in bringing business uh, problems to because she just didn't have the baseline understanding of all of the things that were going on. And she would get into, I'm going to protect my husband mode, right? If I brought a, a problem with an employee, she'd be like, I'll rip her, right? <laughs> no, she would, she would Southern wife up and it was awesome. And, you know, it took a long time for her to feel like if she asked for help that she would actually get it. So we had to spend a lot of time building trust with each other to allow it to be okay to combine finances, to allow it to be okay to depend on the other person. And it doesn't, and it's okay if you're not there. No one should feel bad if, uh, you know, I don't feel like it can involve my spouse in problem ABC. That's completely okay. But honor that if you don't do something that that's unhealthy. It's mm. okay to be where you are as long as you're aware of it and you're taking steps to move away from it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So how do people get in touch with you? Um, so you can go to our website, which is uh, wlemission.com. That stands for Whole Life Entrepreneurship, mission.com slash culture. Uh, that's where we're going to have all the stuff that we've been talking about. Um, you know, it's a shout out to Jamie, like, what's up? But uh, you also can join the uh, Facebook group, which is Whole Life Entrepreneurship. We have two. One is a page for public, but, you know, we want to invite all your folks to uh, join our closed group. That's for entrepreneurs who want to connect with other families working on the same thing. Because, again, culture is really about the people and who you're surrounding yourself with. And we noticed that we needed to create a community for it. So those are the two real big things. Um, did I forget something? No, nope, you're good. Oh, well, well done me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been awesome. And thank you for kind of bringing something new uh, to the podcast here. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, resonated with a lot. And uh, we'll be putting everything you guys talked about in the show notes. So we'll definitely link up everything there. Um, Carrie, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap? Uh, I don't think so. I probably could think of about 20 things after I get off this podcast. <laughs> right, now, right now, I think I'm good. Oh, hey, I, you know what? Let's let's invite folks to take that three C's assessment. That's a good idea. You know, we, we yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Let's let's invite folks. We'll we'll uh, send that link to you, and also we'll have it on our uh, you know page, but. Figure out where you are with these three C's because mm-hmm. normally you're good at two of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's yeah. going to be a process to get from point A to point B and it starts with some self-awareness. So, uh, and it's a great date night. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Each one of you go. take it and then, you know, practice conflict. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you. As you're listening to this, do you remember what the three C's are? I'll give you a couple seconds. <laughs> oh, it's killing you, isn't it? So it's chill communication and community. Right. Chill communication and community. So yeah, we'll, we'll have a link there for the three C's assessment. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Carrie, for stopping by. And uh, Sharon, it's been fantastic. Thanks, Absolutely. Jamie. Thank you. Well, hold on one second and I'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, my name is Jamie J, and I am the host of Culture Eat Strategy. So we've been talking with Adam and Carrie Anderson, learning a lot about couples and entrepreneurship and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and take the three C's assessment. Uh, as Adam said, spend a date night, have fun with it, um, and share uh, if you're not quite there uh, with the trust and all of that kind of stuff, I think the first part about getting there is, uh, you know, maybe maybe write down in, uh, the joy and success and split that up and kind of see where you're aligning with and have a discussion about that. Communication is the first way to get anywhere, in my opinion. So uh, start off with that. And then, um, yeah see where you can go from there. I'd be interested to hear what you say. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go to iTunes, give me a rating review. Love a five-star rating, but if you give me a one, go ahead, just tell me why so I can go ahead and improve or do whatever I need to do. Thank you so much for tuning in to Culture Eat Strategy with myself, Jamie J, and just a blessing and an honor to have Adam and Carrie Anderson here. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. 